You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Traditionally, the House Intelligence Committee has been a model of bipartisan cooperation with the chair and the ranking minority member of the committee working together closely, and the committee's work is generally done behind closed doors. But last week, committee chairman Devin Nunes announced that the intelligence community had incidentally collected conversations involving members of Donald Trump's transition team while it was engaging in surveillance of foreign targets. Nunes subsequently apologized to the Intelligence Committee's Democratic members for how he disclosed the information about the surveillance, but the incident has raised questions about whether the Intelligence Committee can conduct a thorough bipartisan investigation into questions about Russian interference in last year's election and possible contacts between the Trump campaign and Russia. Here to talk to us about what's going on with uh, Chairman Nunes and the Intelligence Committee are Andrew Kent, a professor at Fordham Law School, and Eliza uh, Goitain, a co-director of the Liberty and National Security Program at the Brennan Center. Um, thank you both for being here today. Andrew, this is a somewhat confusing and um, seemingly strange situation here where you have the uh, the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee having gone to the White House with information when it's possible the committee is going to be investigating the president. How unusual is this situation in your view? Uh, I think it's extremely unusual. And, uh, you know, a number of folks on the Republican side, including John McCain, uh, have said as much. Um, you know, obviously, there are you know, close political links between uh, a president and members of his party in the Congress. But when uh, the president's own conduct and the conduct of his uh, campaign and close aides to him are the subject of such an incredibly important and sensitive investigation that the, the House Intelligence Committee is undergoing, uh, you know, this behavior by, by the chairman is really extraordinary and quite inappropriate. Liza, it's still unclear because Nunes has refused to say where he got these documents from. They're supposedly classified documents, if they are really classified documents. And he showed them or told the press about them without telling his committee members or anyone else. Is that a prosecutable offense? Well, certainly Nunes himself and many others on his committee have really made a point of underscoring how dangerous it is to leak classified information and have emphasized that people who do leak such information should be prosecuted. So if they are to be, to be believed, it absolutely is a prosecutable offense. And it does appear that some of what uh, Mr. Nunes was saying in his press conferences was classified information. Now, the president is able to declassify information uh, quickly and easily, and there is a question in this case about whether there was coordination between 
the White House and, and Nunes in his announcements. And recently we learned that uh, Nunes was actually at the White House the day before he gave his press conference uh, using some secure compartmented facilities there. That's a place where you go to, to look at classified information. So, you know, there are some real questions here about where this information came from. And, and, and frankly, you know, if the president did declassify information so he could reveal it, I think that's, that's more disturbing than, than it is reassuring. Well, Andrew, let's say, you know, in putting aside this situation, you end up with a where you have a intelligence committee chairman finding out information that might be relevant to an investigation or to the White House um, in some way, you know, that's important. What is the appropriate protocol here? What's supposed to happen? Well, there's not really a, a, a protocol in a situation that's as you know, so politically charged and abnormal as this. But I mean, I think we would hope that, you know, in any kind of extraordinary circumstance, we fall back on uh, the kind of tried and true procedures. And those procedures would be, um, you know, bipartisanship on the committee, uh, you know, letting the Democratic members see it, uh, letting the expert staff who, um, uh, you know, who serve the, the members of that committee be involved and things, and then, um, if necessary, making a, a decision at, you know, at the committee level uh, to communicate with uh, with executive branch agencies about this, and ideally to do it uh, privately first before uh, you know going and having a, a quite confusing uh, news conference first at the Capitol and then a second one at the White House, like the chairman did. Liza, about uh, a minute here. Nunes served as an advisor to Trump's transition team. So should he be investigating this at all? Some of the people he must know when he may have been involved in some aspect of this. I mean, that's an excellent question. I, I'm not sure that initially the, the fact that he did serve on the, uh, on the Trump tran- transition team or as an advisor I'm not sure that that should disqualify him out of hand to be leading an investigation. But if you add some of the behavior we've seen, seen since then, and, and particularly these press conferences, I think that does raise some very serious questions about whether he's conducting an impartial investigation or whether he's really trying to act to support the Trump administration, which is not his job as an overseer on the committee, let alone as someone who is investigating potential misconduct by the administration. Andrew. Are we at a point now where Senator McCain is right and we need to have a uh, – the Congress really needs to appoint a select committee that's independent of the Intelligence Committee to investigate the allegations about possible Trump campaign contacts with Russia and Russian interference in last year's presidential election? You know, I think in theory we are, but I I also see no indication that it's likely to happen. Uh, you know, neither – Mitch McConnell on the Senate side or Paul Ryan uh, on the House side have given any indication uh, that they're interested in doing that. Um, so, uh, you know, certainly the Chairman Nunes' uh, actions call into, uh, call into real question, uh, you know, his independence from the White House and his uh, willingness to, you know, aggressively dig into information that might be harmful to the White House. But, um, uh, you know, I think that's all that's all we're going to have uh, for the time being is is uh, is the current investigations in in the, in the current setting they're taking place. Liza, among congressional committees, the two intelligence committees, one in the Senate, one in the House, were established with this unique charge that they be bipartisan to the most extent possible. In the past, have you seen either of these committees do that kind of work? 
Yes, actually, I think the Senate Intelligence Committee has been uh, remarkably bipartisan in, in most things, and there have certainly been exceptions to that, but for the most part, they uh, tend to, to work together and to work together quite amicably and well and often share conclusions. And even when they uh, don't share conclusions, for example, the torture report, the report on the CIA's enhanced interrogation program, uh, many Republicans dissented from or did not sign that report, but it still did not create sort of the level of animosity and infighting that we are seeing right now in the House Intelligence Committee. The House Intelligence Committee has traditionally been a, a bit more marked by partisan differences, but I would say that what we're seeing right now um, is sort of taking it to a new level. Andrew, Eli Lake, uh, the Bloomberg View columnist, spoke with Chairman Nunes recently, and he's put up a column uh, on Bloomberg View uh, saying that, you know, Nunes ex has explained that he, to Eli Lake that he, in fact, had gone to the White House grounds to view these documents and that the documents that he has seen were widely shared during the Obama administration, appears, with both the White House and um, among other members of the intelligence community, and it sort of raises the specter of whether or not it's possible that, in fact, the Obama administration was using intelligence to try to keep track of the Trump campaign or the Trump transition. Might there really be something legitimate here in what Nunes was doing in sharing this information with the White House? It's possible. And um, the you know, Lake's uh, article today was certainly a, a useful you know, piece of this puzzle, but it's still quite hard to know exactly what's going on, in part because Nunez has said both contradictory and sort of confusing things. I mean, he said from the beginning, and he's reiterated that he believes this was lawfully collected uh, intelligence, and he suggested that it occurred under the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which means that it was, you know, although it's a complicated statute, and we can generalize to say it means that it was uh, court-approved uh, to target uh, somebody who is an agent of a foreign power. Um, but then, um, you know, as reported in the Lake piece that you referenced, uh, Nunes is saying that uh, conversations between Trump and his senior advisors about the presidential transition uh, you know, uh, were somehow picked up. Um, and I, I have a very uh, hard time in my mind reconciling how there could have been lawful uh, lawful communications of, of agents of, the for, of a foreign government being swept up that included uh, those kinds of details. It's just, it's quite confusing. And unfortunately, I don't have, uh, you know, I don't have a terrific answer about exactly what's going on here. About 30 seconds, um, Liza. One of the Democratic congressmen, Eric Swalwell, on the committee has written for The Guardian and slammed Nunes, saying he seems to be running his own intelligence service, receiving classified information, exclusively briefing the president. Is this likely, is this a committee that's likely going to going to be able to work together. Yeah, that, that's certainly a concern, and obviously the ranking member of the committee, Adam Schiff, has also been quite critical of Nunes and his behavior in this case. Uh, Schiff seems to be, uh, in essence, the, the member of the committee who is most concerned with the actual Russian interference with the election and possible ties, ties to the Trump campaign that the committee is supposed to be investigating. Uh, and at the hearing that took place last week, uh, Representative Schiff read through a long list of the circumstantial evidence that has come up. Up, that's been quite damning, that appears to, uh, you know, at least imply some ties between the Russian interference and the Trump campaign. Well, and that Liza, we're, Liza, we're going to have to leave it there. Our thanks to Liza sure. Guartine of the Brennan Center for Justice and Andrew Kent of Fordham University for being with us on Bloomberg Law. 
The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.